It's Tuesday, the 12th of September, and it's time to get your game green on with the Game Green Greencast. I'm your host, Ace, and joining me is Guzgos. Oh, I, got, I, I forgot to write my synopsis. No, wrong podcast. Oh. That's the Pal Anime Lounge. Yeah, go listen to that. That's the good shit. Not this. Oi, th- don't tell people. I mean, we're already going down in the charts in China without you telling people to not listen to this. Anyway, we're talking about video games this week. Shock and horror. What? Uh, why don't you tell us what you've been playing recently, Girls of Girls? I think the only thing that... The only new thing I've been playing is the Armored Core 6. On the stream, on the Game Green Twitch channel, right? Yeah, I played it a couple times. I really wanted to do more, but things were getting in the way, and I also been trying to look for other things to stream, so that I've been wasting even more time other than sh- doing something other than streaming. So yeah, I'm I'm still pretty early in the game. Well, that's fine. I wrote an article about it being way too hard and how I've given up on the game. So. <laughs> You're not the only person who hasn't made very much progress. Mm. Yeah, I definitely see how there are there there's a disconnect between difficulty of some parts. Sometimes sometimes it feels completely intuitive like playing it and doing the missions and then suddenly it's like you didn't prepare me for what's happening right now. <laughs> and yeah, I I know people say that, oh, you, if it doesn't work, you should reconsider your strategy. But like, it's not like it's not going to work for everyone. Like different people learn in different ways. I have a problem with recent From Software games in that I can play the areas in between bosses. I can play them in one way. And various different strategies can work for me. But when I get to a boss, it's suddenly I need to memorize all the patterns and press dodge at the right time. That's what it comes down to. And it's not that I can't do it, but it's like I already did that so many times. It's just give me something else now, you know? A bit repetitive. Yeah. When it comes to the boss fights, anyway, it, it's it's if you like go go back to Demon Souls, even which is I don't know ten or nine years ago, that each boss in that game is its own thing, and rather than having to memorize what the boss is doing, it like you need to use your environment or just watch what the enemy is doing to figure out a strategy. If like if you don't rush in and like try to hit your head against a brick wall you will you can do it on the first try well me well starfield came out but it's been too hot so i haven't had the console on to play that (laughs) okay i actually went back to the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom i haven't played it in a couple of weeks and i've I've done all of the like collect all these these named characters. I could not tell you any of their names. 
and uh, do these quests to help out their villages or regions or whatever. I've done all four, five of those, and I'm being told, "Hey, go go over here," and I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm um, I'm exploring around the place." <laughs> I was actually looking for an excuse to put together something I'd seen that my wife showed me she'd found on social media. It's a couple of wheels that rotate with uh, three or four uh, flame emitters attached to them. And you just put it in the entryway of a cave, activate it, and then move out of the way. (laughs) And then all the enemies rush towards it and get absolutely murdered by fire. Hmm. Unfortunately, I didn't find any um, any place to do that. I think what you're describing might be one of the bosses in Armored Core. <laughs> that's the that's the one that made me decide it's too hard, and I gave up. Oh, I was right about that. Yeah, <laughs> I should have got the idea from that boss, not from some social media post. I, I yeah, I just imagine that. All the bosses in Armored Core were designed by Tears of the Kingdom community. <laughs> that's that's why it took a couple of extra months in development. Bosses were the last thing designed put in. Yeah. But speaking of release dates, we had an article go up a couple of days ago at the time we're going on GameGrin.com called Games Announced Too Early. Basically, Dylan, the writer, was looking at the upcoming Marvel Spider-Man 2 and uh, wondering why was it announced in 2021 and Mm -hmm. it took until 2023 to get a gameplay reveal. And then looking back at other games that were announced and years before they came out on the article Kingdom Hearts 3, The Elder Scrolls 6, which has just entered early development... Mm-hmm. even though it was announced in 2018. Cyberpunk 2077, Metroid Prime 4, which was announced, and then the, the studio was sacked and a new studio was brought in. And uh, Perfect Dark, the new one, not the old one. But, uh, but I was also uh, I was wondering about bringing this up in the podcast to see what other games you think were announced too early. I do recommend giving that article a look because it's quite well written. And I say that as someone who did not write it. (laughs) Mm. I I didn't read the article, but yeah, I think I'm gonna. I, I, I I didn't see it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did you did you mention the Vampire the Masquerade two? That was one of the ones that came to mind thinking about this topic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough thing. It's like, because there's just so many things that can go badly in development, and especially if you're like a low to mid uh, budget developer, you want to start. Like you want to have a plan and start announce your announce your game and kind of build up, uh, build that up towards release to like get the audience to be interested in your game and buy it when it releases. But yeah, there's just so many things that can go wrong during, during development, and suddenly 
I, I don't have any anything to show you. And I, I thought that I would have something more to show you, but I don't. And, you know, development suffers, but also marketing. And yeah, also for people, it's disappointing. Well, in the case of Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2, they, they announced like the standard edition, deluxe edition, gold edition, like four different editions, I'm sure. And now it's in the hands of a completely different developer because like Metroid Prime 4, it, it's swapped developers. Oh. Same, the, the developer clearly could not do what the publisher wanted. Dead Island 2 is another one that swapped developers because it was announced way in advance. Duke Nukem Forever? Wasn't that in development for like a really long time? Yeah, that's, that's probably the the longest example between rele- <laughs> announcement and release date. Yeah, most notorious, I think, because the game also wasn't uh, well received. I I think that No Man's Sky was announced a bit too early because it gave the developers time to go and get interviewed and promise all these things that the game just wasn't at launch. Mm. Say what you will about the game now, it's you can't deny that the launch was not well received. I think you could. I I bet someone did that, but you could probably like find a lot of problems with uh, like No Man's Sky from the first time it was announced to the release, like what they did wrong. What they did wrong was talk to the public. Armored Core 6, on the other hand, was announced, uh, what, six, seven months before it came out? I I feel like there was... I, I don't really know when it was announced. I know that there was uh, talks about them developing an Armored Core game. Yeah, I believe that they, they did say, yes, we're working on an Armored Core game, but it, there, there was no title or anything or, or CGI rendered scenes like The Elder Scrolls 6 mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek Infinite that comes out next month and it was announced in June I, I believe we talked about it on the podcast before but what is the the ideal amount of time to build up hype and to, um, to, well, to yeah, build up hype get your audience interested Oh, that's uh, that's that's tough. Because I imagine, again, like mid to low uh, budget developers may want to look for uh, investors. So I imagine that they would want to market their game early. And yeah, again, ideally, they would show more and more and more to until it releases it's funny you should bring up investors because like last year maybe 
year before, I got an email saying this new developers um, got uh, five million from angel investors and they're going to work on games. It's like, oh, okay, good for them. Mm. It's just a press release saying this developer is new and has money. And over what well, since then had like three or four emails and each time it's a little bit more information. They're working on a third person game. Okay, good for them. <laughs> And uh, last week, I got an email. Uh, it's been announced now. So it was about this uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that's in development by a studio, and it's, it's being published by Outright Games. And the announcement was, this studio is working on a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. It's coming out in 2024. That's That's all the information. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least they told you what it is. Yeah, rather than this studio is working on a third-person game. But also, like, it might be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles card game, which no one expects. <laughs> That's true. It's, I mean, it's, I... Sorry. It's based on the movie that just happened, so either announce it was to the movie, or... Like when it comes to video on demand, maybe not just uh, at some random point. <laughs> yeah, imagine if, like, if I wanted to, like, release news that I don't know, I, I got inv investors and I'm starting to work on something. I would want to, if I can't give you a title, I would, I don't know, tell you what I worked on before or what my influences might be like something to clue uh, audience in on what the game is gonna be you say that but usually the new studio emails are featuring talent that worked on uh the elder Scrolls six fallout new vegas and and doom and and then they release like a car combat game, which has nothing to do with those three titles. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I think that specifically I would talk about things that are relevant to the game that I'm working on. Like, yeah, the the thing you described is isn't helpful. It's confusing. It's like when the, um movie posters say from the producers of shrek <laughs> right what about the script writers and the animators and, and anyone who made shrek enjoyable <laughs> smash mouth <laughs> is smash mouth more working on my game <laughs> from the music talent behind one of the tracks on the shrek original soundtrack and the the other film with Ben Stiller, I don't know what it's called. Rat Race. No, there was. There's another film that has that track in, and it's like a comedy about superheroes with Ben Stiller, who. Oh yeah. I'm, I oh, he's called Mister Furious. Yes. And he tells everyone, "Oh, I get so angry that I'm super strong, and it's never like it's a lie." Mystery Man. Oh, yeah. 
and oh. and Bl Blue Raja uh, who throws throws silverware, but he's wearing green. <laughs> and and it was in Rares. <laughs> Sorry, what was that? The song it was in Rat Race as well. Oh. Yeah, it was in a bunch of movies around that time. It was it was weird. Oh, it is a catchy song. The Smash Mouth Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So yeah, we we really need to well publishers really need to work with people to to work out the best time to announce a game that isn't four years before it enters actual production, maybe. Uh, well, publishers need to do a lot of things better. <laughs> I mean, currently it's like the developers are between, between their audience and between the publisher. And they're being squished. And the games come out from the top. And of course, when we say publishers need to do things better, we're not just talking about all the uh, all the sexual harassment and inappropriateness towards their female and gay and trans employees. Cough, cough, Blizzard. Cough, cough, Ubisoft. Um, oh, I didn't hear about Ubisoft. Oh, this is going back sometime, though. You know, probably still going on. Ubisoft to me feels like more of a mega corporation than Blizzard. Well, they're both too big. <laughs> it's, it's just that, like, I don't, I don't think I know of a single person who works at Ubisoft. Like, there are some developers that I like seen interviews with and stuff, but. I, I don't know about anyone associated with Ubisoft, the the mega corporation or whatever. I think there's like an old guy who's a CEO. Gil Yves Gilmore. And he thinks that video games are like board games or something. No, he probably doesn't. <laughs> like I wouldn't put it past them. Release shoots and ladders free. No. Ubisoft do too many board games. Don't give them more ideas. What would be shoots and ladders free? Would it be like you need to put up ladder so an assassin can climb and then jump into a into hay? Would that be it? No. Because it's Ubisoft. No, it, it'd just be at like a top down. Switch game like Monopoly and Monopoly Go and Monopoly, whatever, and they've got like seven Monopoly games. But how can we put Assassin's Creed in it or Rayman? I am surprised there isn't a video game version of Assassin's Creed Monopoly. Are you just Every time you land on a property, you just assassinate someone. And okay. you never go to jail. Assassin's Creed Monopoly is a thing. Oh. Like, it exists. <laughs> but you don't get money, you get, like, hay. 
oh dear, I just found out that not only is there Assassin's Creed Monopoly, but there's Assassin's Creed Syndicate Monopoly. You know, the one based in London, so they can just use a Monopoly part. Oh. Yeah, why, why isn't that a video game? Like, it's your own property. <laughs> Maybe because Monopoly is licensing Assassin's Creed and Ubisoft is licensing Monopoly, so they don't want to license Monopoly Assassin's Creed. Oh, it's a cross collab. My head hurts thinking about licensing agreements. We're not even talking about Bandai Namco. <laughs> One of the chance cards in Assassin's Creed Syndicate Monopoly is Leap of Faith. I would think that's every second card is that. <laughs> okay, we, we've gone a bit off topic, but it's, uh, I think we've reached the end of our episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining me, Gozikos. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening and subscribing to the Greencast. Your support means a lot. If you want to hear more from us, listen to our anime podcast, The Pals Anime Lounge, and of course, check out our writings on GameGreen.com. Until next time, game on.